Up next on Ethno Forum is hip-hop and R&B musician Makati. Originally from Boston, Makati has been stationed in Vancouver the past few years, working the local music scene and building his career. Today we talk about Vancouver's music scene as a whole, what it's like to build a career as a musician in today's age, and the many aspects of creating socially aware music. You can catch more Makati in a Toast to Art. It's a very own ethno-produced online short doc. Link is in the description. Enjoy. Uh, what's good, everybody? My name is Makati from Boston, Massachusetts. R&B singer-songwriter, moved to Vancouver two years ago. Uh, yeah, been in the industry for a while. I've been writing music for 11 years or so. I've been singing for about 15 years. Um, I've been a solo artist for about three, four years, so. You were born and raised Boston. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know we've talked a lot before and maybe we can just kind of go through the Boston days. I know you kind of got your, was it gospel singing, right? At church? Gospel yeah, 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 absolutely. So gospel music, church music is, it's really at the root of, of what I do and how I sing and, mm-hmm. and what um, what drives me as a musician mm-hmm. um, from like a spiritual um, and belief perspective. Um, and my singing style itself is very uh, obviously reminiscent of, of gospel and in church and, and things like that with the you know the riffs and runs and and uh yeah so um yeah saying in church still, sorry, you can still relax but i'm just saying you can yeah, yeah you can no pull worries. towards a bit yeah let me, let me so you say you sang in church yeah so i sang in church i sang in gospel choir um sang in a few different gospel choirs some affiliated with schools um yeah like i always had a always been religious always had a relationship with god and um, always had music in my life. So kind of naturally the two things kind of were always together for me, you know? And uh, um, once I knew that I wanted to, to take music seriously, um, I was just in- inspired by so many different kinds of music, like definitely gospel, but so many others. So it was, it was kind of an interesting journey, kind of like seeing where that was gonna take me. And you know, like how I would define myself an artist or like what, kind of music I'd find myself writing and vibing to the most. So I'm not a gospel artist by any means, but definitely get some of the undertones and like from like a vocal style perspective. Um, but uh, yeah, in terms of like the meaning of music and mm. like how I convey my artistry and um, just like the physical and metaphysical experience of singing is like all rooted in in church for me mm. do you do you find that that's uncommon amongst your peers perhaps in this day and age especially uh, in hip-hop and in r&b maybe not r&b but let's just say hip-hop yeah i mean i think like um like from an r&b perspective r&b is definitely like uh it's it's it stems from gospel right it's yeah. an extension like it like gospel came before r&b and like yeah. you know the spirituals came turned to gospel and gospel yeah. made way to like r&b and things like that so i think like any particularly black r&b artists you're gonna a lot of times see that they come from a church background or like regardless that genre is is, is an extension of mm-hmm. gospel from a hip-hop perspective i think nowadays it's becoming more acceptable for for artists to bring in like church right yeah it's kind of bringing like bridging like uh like secular and church um in music so like that's why you see a lot of like the chance of rappers now mm. and other artists who are following his lead because it's 
it's now a thing where people are like, oh, okay, like I can do this. All right, dope. Let's yeah. Let's like bring in um, my church life into my music, mm. which is which is pretty dope. But from from a writing perspective, I think it's still pretty new for a lot of artists. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of dope because it can manifest in so many different ways. When you see that kind of make its way into hip hop and stuff like that, do you, do you find it genuine most times? Because I like. I feel like people will, will talk about God or, or can talk about the relationship with God and, mm-hmm. and it's more just kind of a blanket statement or, or, or a buzzword, right? And I think for you, it's, it, it's deeply rooted in, mm. in, in your foundation and, and in your faith, right? For sure. Right? 100%. I think a, I think a lot of artists are going to hop on a wave as always, right? Like if yeah. something's popping, if Chance Rapper's popping or whoever else is, is doing that is popping and then they're just like, okay, like this this works. Like I feel like <clears throat> we were operating in a music industry that's driven by trends and is driven by um, things that are popular at a certain time mm. um, and it, that might not even be best based on what people want right it's based on the industry and like what's um, what's selling but what's selling a lot of times is like prescribed you know so yeah. a lot of times people like their artistry is very surface level and it's really just about like how can I get rich quick? How can I get famous quick? So, you know, if someone who's bringing gospel, like a Sam Henshaw, for example, other people will be like, okay, well, that's working. Well, I'm going to try that too, even though it's not authentic to who they are. Mm. Um, if A lot of times they, they don't even know who they are as an artist. So I feel like that'll happen a lot of times where people are ingenuine from that perspective. Um, but for the most part, I think that, like, at least for, like, the... The artists I know, like contemporary, like R&B, hip hop, fusion, whatever that like bring in elements of gospel, is coming from a real place. Mm. It's, I feel like <laughs> for that kind of music or for something with like those kind of like raw elements, if you were going to <laughs> fake it, like it'd be it'd be so obvious and, and no one would really fuck with you, you know? Yeah. So, but like it's it's definitely out there, right? Mm. But I think I think it's nice that it's like that gospel is gaining more traction within other genres because it's it's coming from a real place and i think a lot of music generally right now is very superficial and it's it's about money it's about numbers um yeah. and yeah i think the world of indie artists and um indep- yeah independent artists uh non-signed artists that is kind of slowly changing things mm. how do you navigate that as someone starting out and someone even like you know, having your own journey through the industry. Obviously, mm. obviously, Vancouver's kind of a, a different. Might be different to to Boston or to an LA or to a New York, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like how do how do you reconcile that 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 journey for yourself, where you want to be authentic and you want to you know have have interesting things to say and whatnot, but at the same time, you you still got to be commercially viable. Right. Right. Like, at least at least that's, you know, it, it, like that is my that's one of my goals for sure, like to be commercially viable. Right. Because yeah. I want to make a career out of it. Right. Or mm-hmm. I do have a career out of it and I'm kind of taking it further. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think for me, particularly music has always just been about like expressing uh, the sum total of your experiences, expressing your emotions, telling a story um you know telling the story of struggle um 
for me coming from gospel I knew that like whatever it was I felt I couldn't really put a finger on it but whatever it was I felt I wanted to translate that into my music as much as possible mm -hmm. knowing that I wasn't gonna be a straight-up gospel artist so um, yeah over the years I've been just in, influenced by so many different artists and so many different genres but the common denominator is how did they make me feel how did yeah. their song make me feel and there's just there's just so many levels to it like people don't understand like so many artists I hear I'm like damn like there's something to this person like I don't I, I don't even know them but it's coming from somewhere and it's that same feeling I got from gospel music right mm. um, it's it's the same thing I get from my faith you know what I'm saying and um, yeah so I kind of try to like lock in that feeling regardless of like genre wise or um, opportunity wise like where I'm going like it has to feel real to me yeah you know I'm less I'm less concerned about um, like because you never know right somebody might be like oh like you know this this doesn't feel real to to them or whatever mm -hmm. who knows like I've never gotten that but maybe that's how someone's yeah. felt but like I think it's besides the point right so like I keep that in mind but then also like from a like a business strategy like career perspective um, obviously just like understanding like how the industry works yeah. like um, what genres uh, are popular and, and why and like what songwriting formats and there's just so many like tech technical things it's just yeah. like knowledge just from like being in the industry and just from learning music over the years you just kind of like pick up on yeah so you're, you're aware of those things but you don't let those things or at least I don't let those things drive my decisions yeah. you know I kind of I listen I learn I adapt and adjust, right? I think it's important to be versatile and um, adaptable mm -hmm. in, in any industry, right? Of course. Um, but especially music where it's constantly changing. Just even think about, you know, the last like six, seven decades of like how each decade literally can be defined by different kinds of music, right? Yeah. And also the industry changes too, yeah. right? There's no independent artist back then. Mm -hmm. Now there's a ton of independent artists and it has, you know, it's, um, pros and cons. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that that's, that that's ultimately a good thing for the, in the long run? Uh, or do you think that, that the commercial framework or the, the label framework will, will still be a solid foundation for years to come? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think anything can happen. Um, but I think that nothing's going to happen overnight, Yeah. Um, most likely. But I hope that independent, like... Like right now, you see like Kanye West saying like like own your music, right? Like going mm. back to like the labels and and you know the artists that he partially partially owned music on, he started giving their ownership rights back as right. well. Just like I think the world of indie music is gaining popularity and like the talent pool within like the like C list, D list, and lower like artists is crazy. Like all my favorite artists and musicians and singers right now are not the ones that are like on the radio you know and mm. like i'm just like way more intrigued and like i was talking about like that feeling i get in music i get it more often from these are so i think a lot of artists are starting to realize their own power yeah and you know kind of just believing in themselves and and building their brands on their own and using the platforms that are out there right now so yeah. i think that i think it's going to change i think there needs to be a revolution in music um as I said, I don't think it's going to happen overnight, but like you're already starting to see shifts that are happening. Um, but we also live in a capitalistic society and the music industry is, um, is a capitalist um, system mm. and institution. So 
everything's money driven and well it's also it's also merit based too as much as it's money driven Mm -hmm. i think when you get to the top tiers it's it's incredibly money driven obviously and there's it's formulaic formulaic but also i I still think that the cream rises to the top right in in that kind of market based you mean like when you're already an a-list artist no like you know as as any artist if your if your shit is good it will rise. It will rise to the I mean, top. I'd like to... <laughs> I mean, I'd hope, like to believe that. But, yeah. like, I think that, um, like, proportionally so, mm. yes. But it's, you know, it's not enough, right? Like, you also need, like, connections, opportunities, uh, money. Even, like, when you're trying to get bigger, right? Like, you have to spend money on, on marketing yourself. You yeah. need to spend money on recording. Um traveling like whatever it is to mm-hmm. like you like you are your own business right yeah so you got to invest in yourself so like those things are tricky too depending on your situation right. and um and then there's also things that that are out of your control right just like opportunity COVID. time and place <laughs> covid right things that you kind of just have to go with but um but yeah like i agree like you know obviously if you're if you're talented there's, there's going to be more opportunities but it needs to be more than that you know you have to be a business person right mm. you have to know how to manage yourself and yeah. all these other things a lot of times artists find themselves in situations where they have a manager too early or someone else and they're making decisions for them and they don't even know what they really want and you know it's i think it's like the word independent is independent for a reason like if you're an independent yeah. artist, you really have to like be the kind of person it's tricky honestly because a lot of artists aren't like business people or don't know how to manage themselves or market themselves and that's a, it's a challenge right so mm-hmm. then they face certain challenges um but yeah i think that i think that generally a lot of talent is recognizing nowadays because independent right is instagram is kind of growing yeah and you have exactly social media is huge it's it's easier for people with talent to be heard but they still have to be strategic in order to yeah. to make that happen yeah it, from a business standpoint, even just, I mean, I don't know how, you know, religious you are, let's say spiritual you are, mm-hmm. but when you're saying, talking about staying like true to your roots or authentic to w- your sound or to what you believe in, mm-hmm. even, is there a point where if you want to go the more commercial route, where some of those things become harder to reconcile, like staying true to your, your spirituality and maybe having to sing lyrics to a song that you don't agree with do you know, like whether or not you would do that like like what are yeah, your thoughts on that you really getting into the grid of it, it man. We're like... going. i've just been warming you up for the last you're like no no give months. me more <laughs> yeah um you know i think that the the older i get the more important um like sticking to your morals and your values and what you believe in is you mm. know like you just realize that like or i realize that you know as time goes on the it, if you don't do that and then you, you will start to lose like a sense of like who you are and like what you stand for what you represent mm. you know and i think that that is a disadvantage to to anyone in, in any industry yeah um that being said um I'm definitely an opportunist, you know? Yeah. So, like, if an opportunity presents itself, like, I'll think of it from a business perspective. I'll think of it um, from, like, an investment perspective. I'll think about it from, um, like, a, a values perspective, you know? Um, 
you know, I grew up not with many opportunities. So I think that's kind of like how I, I became an opportunist. So uh, I under like <laughs> at least I hope I understand how the word works. <laughs> but like just kind of to answer your question more directly. I, I don't think I would sell out if that's what you're asking, but like no, I would. I, I, I don't would, mean it in those terms, but yeah. I would compromise like certain things. It depends, right? Like it would have to. It can't be something so uh, like egregious or aggressive. Yeah. Um, like I wouldn't like rap about the devil. I don't, yeah, like straight up. Like <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't rap about the devil. <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't like. Um, yeah, are there off-limit topics for you? Like off-limit topics. Like, like, like I don't know your full. Would it, would you, discography is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. I don't. I and I, I I'm pretty familiar with it, but like I don't remember you rapping about or singing about. Mm-hmm. Se- like, well, I guess maybe yeah, I was gonna say sex, but <laughs> but like like you know anything yeah. too egregious on that front or or things like that, right? So. Mm-hmm. I know you haven't maybe dealt to that. Is, are there things that you wouldn't or that just don't jive with you? Um, just, I guess, like anything that would go against my faith. But, like, other than that, I'm pretty open. I mean, like, I swear in music. I talk yeah. about sex and music. Yeah. And, uh, not violence. Like, I've, I've actually, like, I write protest music as well. Yeah. On, um, I don't want to say on the side. Like, straight up. I write protest music and I write music specifically for the Black Lives Matter um, movement and mm-hmm. to um, channel my own experiences um, so I, I will not write about any kind of hate language or hate speech to any kind of group subgroup culture subculture um, gender identity yeah, yeah. race ethnicity anything like that so I think those are the things that are off topic anything that um, yeah, it falls under the category of hate. When you, when you were talking earlier about like sur- superficial music, you mentioned like what what is superficial to you? Just like in general, like in in in, in music in, in today's music. let's let's just say in today's music landscape, whether yeah, that's I mean, pop music or or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I go based off of feel, you know. So yeah. like, um, like when you've been around like music for a long time and like amazing musicians and and amazing storytellers and. It just music hits different, you know? So I think like you, on one end I'm trusting like my gut, right? If something feels fake, then it probably is, yeah. you know? Or it doesn't feel authentic, then it's probably not. Or sometimes people are just straight up like um, appropriating, you know, a genre. Um, you know, most genres of music are black music. So a lot of times you you have like a white person that's singing R&B or, or rapping and it feels very forced you know they're very acrobatic about the technicalities or um, very superficial about the topics or you know it just doesn't feel like them it's coming from them right um, mm. and then you have someone like Eminem or, or, or um, yeah they're artists like him that kind of like you know what I'm saying it, like they re- reflect on their own experiences mm. So I think that's important. Yeah, I, I remember there was something about Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. right? And I, I didn't, I honestly, I, I probably, I'm probably even shouldn't be hosting a podcast because I'm, I'm not really like familiar with a lot of things in, in pop culture. No, but, no, no. <laughs> but, but anyone can do it. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> hence this. <laughs> um, but there was something about Bruno Mars a while back, and I think there was some. 
he was getting some flack for for something along those lines for maybe appropriating R&B or, or I you know I don't even really know his music I but don't he's Fil- because he's Filipino I think or his background's Filipino I isn't it I think he's like he's from Hawaii but like oh, is he, he might he might be part Filipino yeah. I thought he was part black I don't know much about him but like maybe like I don't know if it had to do with like his race or ethnicity it has something that he wasn't oh. like a black American and and so that I you know what I mean so maybe yeah maybe he maybe he's not but like but so regardless I'll yeah. just finish up because I don't want to no 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 I don't want to talk out of my ass too like I just want to clarify that regardless mm. of what that situation is don't do you think that there's there's room there like even if it is I think a lot of people would say they enjoy Bruno Mars and I think he's a he's talented or whatever it is mm. right is that appropriation or is that appropriating in a, in a you know in a in authentic way if if as long as the content matter or the subject matter is is true to them do you know what i mean like yeah. the style of music versus the subject matter i think is for sure so, so let me if i'm making sense no no I'm, I'm definitely following you i think that i just want to firstly say that like to not culturally appropriate you got to be appropriate and that's something that a lot of artists playing black music don't reflect on, you know, like understanding like where this music came from, you know what I'm saying? Where hip hop came from, R&B came from, you keep going back, you know, where gospel came from, spirituals came from, Afrobeat came from, mm-hmm. like it's all like music, it's, at the end of the day, like it all, it's rooted in, in protest music and, and music um, that came out of like struggle, right? Um, mm-hmm. In the black experience. So. That being said, I feel like a lot of people will will come in and be like, "Oh, I like that. I like that because it sounds good. So I'm gonna like take that sound and then I'm gonna do um, I'm gonna do my own thing with it without acknowledging where it came from. So mm. I think that's one thing a lot of artists can do, like whether they're like at a performance or um, in some way like have it their responsibility like especially if they're playing like very black music to be like hey like yeah. you know acknowledge and um, be yeah just acknowledge and be grateful of and state like you know this is like a black music and I'm, and I'm thankful to be a part of it um, and as I said like you can you can feel it and hear it like from different artists right and mm-hmm. like how authentic it sounds um, going back to like a Bruno Mars um like, regardless of whether he's black or not, like, he's dope. He's obviously, like, hella talented. I know, like, I've also heard critics of, like, you know, some of his, like, funk. Right. Bringing the funk elements, like, in a pop perspective. Yeah. It's kind of, like, it's too, like, too poppy. I mean, people are always going to complain about poppiness, right? But he's yeah. amazing, right, in my opinion. And you can't deny that. But, um, but yeah, I think, like, I personally don't think he appropriates, you know? Like, I, like from... From a talent perspective, skill perspective, writing perspective, um, uh, who he is as a person, how he presents himself, and all of that. Like, those are the kinds of things you want to look for, right? right? Um, and especially when conversations like this come up, you know, that'll also, also like, reveal, you know, who's, who's appropriating and who's not appropriating yeah. and, and treating it the right way. Because there's no, like, rule book, right? Yeah. But, like, there, what matters is, like, how, like, think about how the people who created the music would feel um, with how you are using your privilege within this genre. I think that's an important way to think about it. It's not like what's right, 
like what's right or wrong based off of like definitions of a rule book versus like how would a black person feel how would the general population feel and am i doing my due diligence and paying my respects and not you know being a culture vulture or something to like to just take advantage of a system or opportunity because a lot of times you'll have non-black artists like rising to fame when they're playing black music give me and an example that Ooh, i don't i don't know if we want to do all that but like <laughs> well yeah, we don't we don't have to i, I can, yeah. we can go on to something i mean mm. if, if there's a prominent example that no i don't want to i don't want to do that okay, i'm not going to call anyone out but like i just think I, that I'm just because yeah yeah it's just something to keep in mind you yeah. know that um just be mindful of, yeah of the sense you're making and i think um i think a lot of like a-list white artists uh are starting to be more conscious mm. about it um especially as uh the whole black lives matter movement is proliferating around the world especially this year um you start to see more artists um speaking out mm. and um Especially a lot of these artists have mostly black bands, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, for a reason, right? Because they really want like an authentic yeah. representation of for a sure. certain sound. So, um, for example, like Justin Bieber, like I, I think he posted the other day and he was saying that like he got nominated for a Grammy, but for pop. But he, he was saying that like his, his rec for his record, his most recent record, he's saying like, like I'm so grateful, but like that was an R and B record, and I, I tried really hard to be, you know, authentic and like emulate the. He's talking about like the instrumentation and who he had on the project and just all of the pieces, mm -hmm. so that like you know that shows like that he's he's very conscious and aware of that he's like a guest in the genre, and mm -hmm. and the fact that he even wrote that he's saying oh like you know like it's important to not whitewash or change what the authenticity of the music is because i'm white you know yeah. like in a way maybe the grammys was like um had like some appropriate undertones from saying oh like maybe because he's white like we're putting him in pop or maybe because he's right. generally known as pop right but like if something if something is something like it, in like pay their specs and let me know yeah what are your thoughts on then cardi someone like cardi b mm -hmm. and you know she uses she uses the n-word in her music and and stuff like that and i don't maybe maybe she's half black i i, I actually don't yeah, know actually, I, I, I don't know either i i thought she was puerto rican i know or she's latina, latina, latina like, right? i don't know if she's like what percentage yeah so <laughs> but, but this does that become a gray area then because right i think that like if you were <laughs> like everyone like first of all I'll start with saying every black person will have a different opinion like yeah, there's no like hard yeah. and fast no of course I'm, yeah. you know some some black people I mean, like to say the n-word you know or don't like when other black people say the n-word but like at the end of the day every black person can make that choice for themselves for sure um, but yeah I think that in general if you're not black or have black roots or visibly black or like yeah. that whole thing like don't say it in your music or in anything and in Vancouver, like I'm, like I'm gonna call people out not by name because I don't even know who they are, but I've like come across it by people sending me things. But a lot of white rap artists say the N word in their music, like in Vancouver. Really? And it's ridiculous. Like it's it's so laughable because like most of these artists are trash. Honestly, well, yeah. in my opinion, like the, like. But anyways, like that's a thing, and like it's it's normalized in. 
people people probably think like oh in today's world like that's probably not happening no that's happening all the time and like i've seen instagram battles about it you know black people going in and saying don't do this multiple black people and them just backlashing and it's crazy i mean is this just kind of like the local scene you're talking about like clubs and local venues that you've seen this happen or just people uh, that you follow live maybe i've only seen it like once really eh? um but That's like on instagram and social media like i like <laughs> people know like i'd be like social justice warrioring like too hard sometimes <laughs> but like <laughs> like they'd be sending me stuff and i'm just like oh lord here we go again yeah so what are you i know you've used it i'd like your like your song ybn and mm-hmm. and like like i like when i first when we first got in touch and I kind of went through mainly just blue I'm quite familiar with your album blue mm-hmm. um, and I was like I was like it's a it's a catchy song and I can jam out to that right yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like <laughs> you know what and I mean I hope you do but and so in terms of that song in particular I feel is is almost it has a comedic element to it yeah for right? sure it's kind of like a rebellious tone to it yeah so like I have no problem using it like I like in general like you know for for me and for a lot of black people yeah. you know it's, it's you know you're using it as a, a term of endearment right flipping something negative into something positive um, but in that song particularly I'm talking about um, like I'm kind of rebelling against like people kind of like telling you that you're not going to become something yeah. right it's like oh you're just like a young bro nigga like you know like within obviously within the black community yeah. right like <clears throat> just basically people not believing in you right so like it's kind of like i'm a young broke nigga like yeah. nah like i'm actually like making waves which is pretty dope so it's kind of like it's kind of a little play on that but but yeah like i think that uh there's so many ways to to express yourself even within the use of that word and um i'm always i'm always wanting to encourage people to take something negative and turn it positive so yeah when I'm listening to YBN and like you know I don't really I'm not trying to get into this because I know that there was like from a white perspective when I'm listening to that obviously I'm not going to be like riding down the street like blaring that singing along Mm -hmm. but like when I'm at home like I like I feel like it's part of the song like as a white person Mm -hmm. like is that acceptable for me to sing along? Do you know what I mean? Like, because there's going to be non-black people that listen to this. Honestly, at the end of the day, like, um, I think, like, even being by yourself and singing along to it, like, there's just so much to, to unpack mm. within that word and the history of that word, mm. right? Like, we're not going to go on a whole yeah, race yeah. <laughs> uh, history and education here. Yeah. But, like, just, like, remember, that's, like, the best thing I can tell my friends is remember the history think about that every single time yeah. you know it's in a song or something you know a lot of my friends like they don't say it you yeah. know what i'm saying but like of course but maybe they're thinking it when they're like when the song's on or maybe they say it when their black friend is not around who knows i don't know yeah but that is something i hope that every white person's thinking about yeah for sure so I kind of want to talk to you a bit about the Vancouver music scene because mm. I, you, you're coming from Boston and, you know, I think generally as a Canadian, you know, America is, well, at least bastions of America are, are the mecca of, of, of you, know, f- you know, for me, there's, there's LA and New York of film and obviously mm-hmm. I think there, there's to strive towards those metropolises and 
bastions of culture and everything, right? For sure. So as a Canadian, there's great talent up here, but I find that at times certain aspects or certain parts of the city or certain parts of the country, while the talent is there, the general culture within the geography doesn't quite mirror the individuals, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, no, for sure. So, That's like, yeah, that could be a whole podcast on its own. I know. So but, coming uh, from Boston into, a, and yeah. Vancouver is, is, is a bit of a hub. It's, you know, it's a small one nonetheless, but from mm-hmm. Boston to Vancouver, what are your thoughts on, on the scene here? And, and is there improvements? Is it good? Is it just, you know, need time to evolve or yeah i mean i think vancouver's scene is like there's a lot of talented people here for sure um Mm. i think like the culture is like is very new in the industry i can't say the industry but like the culture like vancouver i wouldn't say it's like a hub for music in the world right i mean i think like u.s in general is like a major hub yeah um and there are other hubs around the world but mainly the u.s right so it only makes sense that like like the history like the creation of so many genres and um, or extensions of genres like came out of um, you know those places so like Vancouver doesn't have that history right so like naturally it's going to be like a younger scene mm-hmm. and uh, maybe there's less opportunities I think that the Canadian government in general like does a better job in terms of like supporting artists like there's a lot of grants and yeah. opportunities like that um, to kind of scale it so I think like that kind of like maybe even the playing field a little bit because in the states like that's not a thing like no one gets grants no one right. like that's first of all like there aren't even many that exist you know so um uh i, I know toronto has more of a history in a hub mm. like i can't really speak on behalf of canada as much because i don't know the history as much but i know mm-hmm. that like most of the artists come out of toronto makes sense the biggest city main hub yeah um but yeah i think that um i think that even so like because of where the industry is people that are in canada want to eventually go to the states you know or yeah. want to make their way and uh, and build their career and stuff like that but i think that because now social media right like we're living in a different era like i could be in vancouver and still engaging with my fans and friends and other musicians and artists i know in the states right i'm constantly interfacing with my people in LA and New York and Boston. I actually posted a video today of like a yeah, quarantine that. cover, and I had three friends from Boston, and then me and one one friend from Vancouver, mm. and that was kind of cool because like they'd never met each other, and we like collabed and like made a dope thing, you know. So like those things are possible, and like you can reach people around the world, literally. So I think that that's an advantage, but there are, are limitations to that too, right? Because right. like. This, <clears throat> at the end of the day like you want to be able to tour and like visit and like go to other places to like to build like a more solid presence in Mm -hmm. so so yeah i'd say i'd say overall like obviously u.s is like the hub for music um you also have you know other pockets like you have like areas in england uk and africa and south korea and, and things like that but um yeah yeah i think canada in general is not you wouldn't think of it as like a hub i guess yeah um in especially not vancouver it's more so toronto so it's an interesting situation to be in as an artist here right like going back to like it's not just about talent right it's like what connections you have like how um aggressive are you about opportunities and in networking and um 
how business minded are you, right? Like, if you can do all those things, like, I think like you can definitely be successful here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's totally different from being in a New York or LA where you could you know go to a gym and then you have you know saying industry yeah um people or artists or people that play with famous artists and it's like Mm -hmm. easy networking um easier gig opportunities um stuff like that like if you're good obviously but (laughs) it's just a totally different like world and culture do you find Um, that sorry go ahead if you're gonna no no no, i was just i was just gonna like say um and it's it's like like in LA or New York way more diverse also like musically and ethnically yeah um and just like also the volume right so yeah do you think that like obviously live music live music really essentially being shut down for the most part I, I mean you had a little thing in the summer maybe I don't know if you have more than that I was at shooting that the little at the Fox right yeah I had a few things it's pretty dope a ton of like I had a few like re- live recorded live streams or like recorded right. in advance I guess like like mini concerts slash yeah. live streams and some live streams so it's pretty dope do you think that with COVID and everything that being shut down that the foundation for music in Vancouver it that exacerbates how how maybe how small it is here or how maybe how you really need to rely on other avenues beyond a COVID year to, to really get your voice out there in, in a city like Vancouver or yeah I think live music is definitely like a key part of yeah. like being an artist out here you know yeah and uh I think that that's impacted a lot of yeah. artists for sure and it also is like revealed like you know who like I guess is is built for the challenge right and like who can kind of compromise or not compromise like i guess improvise um given the circumstances so like it sucks not like especially for, for artists that are like actually making a living off of you know music and stuff like that it's like a unique challenge mm. um but i was just like yo i gotta do it you yeah. know it's like i'm my own marketer i have to be my own it person all this kind of stuff yeah and I think a lot of people are realizing that now, and I think mm-hmm. hopefully that foundation is laid for the next year too, right? And we mm-hmm. can get back to get back to some some live music and stuff. Um, yeah, cool, man. Like, I know you've got a few things going on, and we'll have your your links to everything down below Instagram. Which I, that's the other thing I forgot. You're verified now, big big hey, guy <laughs> verified. You know, you what know, was that? Something like <laughs> yeah. What was that process like? Because it's not like I know you've got like you know a few thousand followers and stuff like that it's it's pretty simple like anyone can apply but yeah. like not anyone's gonna get accepted like, of course barely anyone gets accepted because yeah. like they're the things that they look at you can look online just be like how do you get verified like you just go to settings you submit but what they're looking at is like like how much press do you have like what have you done um like tours you've been on right how many articles like not just how many like what kind of articles like where were you featured right. um they're kind of just like looking at your history and your credentials it's like are you a public figure are you an artist on the rise like does it make sense for you to be verified period right yeah. it's like i've i've done so much like i've only been in vancouver two years you know a lot of people only know what i've done here right you know i've done so much in the last like 11 years so um it's kind of like like a long time coming and it's also dope yeah. so it's yeah it's pretty simple yeah just like for people who want to get verified it's like yo just like focus on your craft and 
and creating but like also yeah being like you know that involves driving engagement on your platform right with your craft like and uh focus on just be be artistry focused at the end of the day not verification focused because the rest like all of that will come it's dope you know what i'm saying all that stuff's dope but like you know what i'm saying like it would be it would be the worst to like (laughs) for example be verified or get any kind of acknowledgement for something that you actually didn't do right that that would just be weird but also like at the end of the day it won't help you if if it's not built on a foundation totally you know saying like it should it should actually reflect a trajectory Mm. right yeah yeah no doubt you want I like I said I'll have everything down below mm-hmm. linked. I mean, maybe the short doc will be out by Yo! the time this is released. <laughs> Yo, got so many things in the works. Yeah, in the meantime, I think uh, all the information will be down here for sure. Um, holla at me on Instagram at Makati Official. Same thing on Twitter. Same thing on Facebook.com/slash Makati Official. Same thing with YouTube. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Twenty twenty was gonna be big. You know, twenty twenty was like. Um, it was the testing year, right? It's like, yeah. you do people really got what it takes, like for this artistry thing, the independent artistry thing, and essentially entrepreneurship thing. Yeah, so, um, I'm I'm excited for 2021. Uh, hopefully, things open back up. I'm excited to go back on tour. Mm. I'm excited to slay, you know. I'm excited to serenade. <laughs> All of that. All of that. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Mac. I appreciate you doing this again. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Cheers. Each episode of Ethnoform is available to watch in full on YouTube as well. You can check us out on Medium for original written content, at EthnoVancouver. And if you want to keep up with Ethno day-to-day, follow us on Instagram, at ethno.official. Thanks for listening.